Hello. Oh, it feels like 84 years since we've done this. I thought I had armrests. <laughs> just like lean back. You never get the armrests. I've got the armrests. <laughs> I would do a swap, Steve. It's going to be annoying. Do you want a swapsy? No, I'll be fine. <laughs> you literally, everyone that can't see right now, Josie literally put both her arms back like a little robot and then they just kept going oh back. Oh, God. Imagine anyway. if you fell over. Oh, no. No, we don't want to fall been funny. right now. Um, Hello, giant. Mel's got large <laughs> notes again. <laughs> They're like A3, A3 size. It's because I printed happen? the bachelorette. It's because I printed the bachelorette Sweep. thingy. Yeah, yeah, sweeps. And which didn't even come out in A3. It's so, so it was tiny. A point. You have to like squint at it. Absolutely useless. And then and then it was on that setting. So then my, all my notes are in A3. But you know what? It It's a real like big dick energy move I feel I feel like it's like a strong flex from me like your notes are extra important yeah it's like an alpha move <laughs> to have a three notes. also we will recycle the paper we will recycle the paper because we care about the environment yeah we always recycle we're always recycling usually <laughs> most of the time I recycle yeah um have you got any fun news I have a funny story oh yay tell me um it was told to me by our workmate, Vanna. Yes. Who's the office manager here at Pedestrian. Her mate, Savannah, is a huge fan of the podcast. Amazing. And is the one that forced her to come to... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, hello, Savannah. Hello, Savannah. Vanna is a different person. Yes. They have very similar names. They do. So, Van has been house-sitting and dog-sitting yeah. for our other colleague, Mel, not you. Yes. Different Mel. Different Mel. You're here. So it's, you're it's a very confusing story. List. It is. It's some very similar names. Lots of similar names already. The dog's name's Cinnamon. Oh, a delight. Cinnamon. A little Pomeranian rescue dog. Um, so she's been house sitting and she was there the other night sleeping, as she put it, naked as the day she was born. And <laughs> it was 12.30 and she just hears a knock at the door. Like a really no. soft, like. Nope. Uh-uh, no. And I was just like, no, I hate That's this story. That's the worst knock. That's yes. the worst kind of knock you can like ever get. It's a polite little knock. And she was like, oh, my God. She just, like, woke up and just kind of, like, froze. And then she just was like, did I imagine it? She just kind of waited and then heard it again, nah. like, a few minutes later. And the dog started going a bit, like, what's going on? What's going on? And then she, like put some like track pants on and like <laughs> crept out into the lounge room and then just kind of like waited there and like it's was trying wait, to like no, no clothes on top just track pants I don't know what she put just on standing and then there, like... the dog was still she was trying to like calm the dog down and then she heard it again no I hate this so and much. she was just like oh my god so then she like messaged her mom or dad or one parent and was like oh my god someone's knocking and I'm really scared and they were like just come home and then she's like but I can't find my keys so she was like looking everywhere and she's like oh my god like someone's taking my keys like oh <laughs> she my was god. like I can't find my car keys like, <laughs> I can't get out of here I can't leave and then I think her dad was like just get an uber like just leave there yeah and come and Good so she advice, was like dad. she was listening and they don't have a peephole because I was like that's far did you not look through the peephole to see like what was going on because yeah. I hate even when I'm home in broad daylight and someone knocks at the door, I don't answer it. <laughs> I'm just oh, like, God, no. Oh, my God, someone's knocking. I get really scared. Yeah. At 12.30 at night? No. Yeah, no. At not a soft knocking. Not That's the soft, worst knocking. knocking. Not an urgent knocking. So she was like um, waited and then she just like got fully dressed and then just made a run for it, leaving Cinnamon behind. <laughs> she like sacrificed Fair. the dog. Sacrificed the dog. She just like made a run for it and like started running down the hallway and then she decided to look back 
because oh. she saw that her keys were in the door. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that's why someone was so knocking. So someone was knocking to let her know that she'd left her keys <laughs> in the door. <laughs> Meanwhile, she'd sacrificed, like, she might not have been able to get in back into cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon just smells in, like, Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever she, she is. Cinnamon is just going to have to fend for itself yeah. in the house and find some so food. So someone was politely knocking. But I'm, oh. I'm still like, I wouldn't do that at 12.30. I think I would just let it be. I think. Like, Maybe I would take them out and try and shove them under the door Maybe. if you could. But like, I don't know, come back at a decent time. Yeah, like take them and then like come back at 7am and be yeah. like, Hey, I found these and yes. I wanted to take at them. At a non-creepy yeah, hour Yeah, in case someone – because I get that they wanted her to be safe or yeah. the people inside to be safe. But, oh, my God, don't knock at 12.30. Don't knock at 12.30. Like every few minutes in a polite fashion. Think that's of how so your scary. actions are going to seem to others. Oh, my God, that's so far. Um, so, yes, she Amazing. learned a lesson. She's triple-checking now when she closes the door As she has would. her keys. So that no one could scare the fuck out of her again. Glad Cinnamon doesn't have to learn how to open the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> Cinnamon's fine. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't have any stories, but I was going to say thanks everyone who's been saying hi. It's only yes. happened to me <laughs> twice, not Josie yet. Although someone in the group um, said that they'd seen both of us. So their friend, it was a name like a Saskia or like a Sasha, mm. something like that vibe. Yes. Um, she saw both of us yesterday, which must have – not yesterday, sorry. No, she didn't see both of us. Someone saw me yesterday. Yeah, and then and called their friend. Called their screamed. friend. That would have been me walking around in my idiot farming overalls <laughs> going to the post office. Yeah. And then the day before, you and I went to lunch to get lunch together. Yeah. Where did we go? I think we went to – where the fuck did we go? Where did we go? Where were we going? I don't know. We don't usually get lunch together. Like we usually mm. go separate. I don't even know. I don't know where we were that going. That was weird. So that was a rare sighting. A of rare us both duo sighting. Yeah. Together. <laughs> um, but I got stopped on the bus by Matilda, mm-hmm. who's in the group on Monday. That was the cutest. And then I felt like hot shit. And then I felt <laughs> like everyone else on the bus was like, who's that? Should I know who that is? I know. She's someone. And then I felt very, and I was also like, I had had a shit day and I was like doing that thing where you're listening to your headphones and you're staring out the window, like you're in a music having video. like a music yeah. video moment. And then she tapped me on the shoulder and I must've looked really like startled because <laughs> she looked startled and I was like, what's happening? And then in Melbourne on the weekend, um, Liv, was it Liv? What was it? Liv? I, I think it's Liv. I wasn't there. <laughs> Josie wasn't there. I was in a cafe. I think it's Liv um, came up to me when I was paying and was like, I love your podcast. And then I squealed <laughs> and annoyed everyone in the cafe. And we were hugging and talking. And then my friend Ash and her friend were both just like, I don't really give a shit about what's happening here. Um, I don't listen to the podcast. Ash is like, I literally have never listened to the podcast. I was like, yep, this is my shit friend Ash. <laughs> Um, Unsupportive Ash. And she gave me really good vintage shop recommendations and I got heaps, including this top. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. Great recommendation, Liv. So there you go. So, yes, come and say hi to us. If you see us If you see us, we're not scary. We're literally the opposite of scary. We'll probably be more excited than you are. We're just normal people. We'll hug you (laughs) even if you don't like hugs. Yeah. 
I probably won't at the moment because I'm still sick and I don't want to make yeah. anyone else sick. You can see Josie's little baby belly. Oh, it's very yeah. cute now. It's like a nice little front round thing. Yeah. Oh, it's just kicked on cue. Oh, it never lets me feel the kick. It also kicks quite low down, so it's yeah. a bit of an awkward place. Well, the other day, when <laughs> you put my hand there, and <laughs> does that work? And my hand is like pretty much right above Josie's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing a very zesty one today. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a move away. Well, you did a zesty one last week. Mm. Kind of. People died. Did we just make it zesty though? No. <laughs> people died. Many people died. Many people died. <laughs> but no one, maybe, purposely murdered them. It was a horrible it could accident. Have been an accident. Yeah. Maybe. True. Or it wasn't. Or we don't wasn't. know. No one knows. <laughs> but this is definitely zesty. Mm-hmm. Even though I love animals more than people. Yes, so I did get upset sad. at one point. Yeah. I got upset. Like you're gonna, I think you're gonna cry at one point. Oh no! But because we just like animals more I than know. we like people. Like animals are better than people. Watching the Bachelorette. Yes, the doggies. And nothing even happened to him. It was just cute. <laughs> was, my, my eyes started watering. It was just a good boy, and <laughs> Josie so welled up with emotion. Little Jack Russells. <laughs> um, but I'm doing far lap. Yes, I've wanted to do this for a long time. <laughs> I know negative, like less than 0% about horse racing. I don't care for horse racing. I also don't like horse racing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like, look, I don't like horse racing. Mm. I'm not like, if you like horse racing and you're listening to this, I don't hate you because I don't really have many emotions about it. Mm. I don't like when the horses get whipped. I don't like when the horses die because they've been overrun. But at the same time, I'm sure there are some trainers who are nice to their horses. I don't know. I really don't know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. My point being... I'm not personally judging you if you like horse racing. I'm mildly judging you if you like greyhound racing, but not 100% again, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of you is a greyhound trainer and you're like, Mel, I love my dogs like they are my own children. Like an ethical greyhound yeah. trainer. Is that such a well, thing? Well, maybe there is. We don't know. We don't know anything about it. The point it. being, no judgment here, guys, but we don't, both don't really follow horse racing and therefore no. we know absolutely fucking nothing <laughs> about anything to mm. do with this story. And it's going to be very in line with all of our aquatic mysteries and our airplane mysteries mm-hmm. where we're just sort of... Technical know-how. And even worse, because Josie does her research properly and usually <laughs> when she comes at a question, she goes, what does that mean? I'm going to go find out so I can tell Mel. And when I do it, I go, I can't be fucked. <laughs> I am really distracted by about 10 other things that I'm thinking about right now. And I'm just going to move on and just fudge over it when we get there. And then we get into <laughs> the shit. four people can comment yeah. in the group and say, just a quick Google told me. That. I know. And then I get offended. <laughs> but really, you're all right. Because I could have just done the like quick Google. today, did you see someone put in a fucking diagram of yes! how planes That fly. helped me though. It made me even more scared. Oh. <laughs> I was like... What? So this is just a fucking equation? And you're like, okay, cool. We've done this equation. Let's launch this metal (laughs) contraption into the sky filled with people and tons of fruit, whatever the fuck, (laughs) and hope for the best. It'll work. (laughs) Make me more scared. And math says so. (laughs) Thank you to whoever posted it. It helped helped me. Explain how is flight. Yes. But, but also, how is scared, flight? actually scared me <laughs> so much more. How is flight? <laughs> what is the internet? Uh, um, I liked it because I understood slightly more. But I know why you're still scared because it all relies on air. And I'm it's like, air, air is air. Air 
their moves. It just what if there's a little <laughs> anomaly where the air pocket doesn't do what your maths yeah. told me? That's like when the little equation. MH370 happens. That's what mm-hmm. happens. That's what happens. Um, so no one ever fly anywhere. <laughs> traveling fly is anywhere traveling again. is from the devil. There I said it. Anyway, far lap. <laughs> so <laughs> so far lap. So here are my credits. They're all really ye oldy, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there were heaps online because this happened in like the 30s in yes. the depression so there was actually newspapers as yeah. opposed to the Gatton murders where there was like a toaster photo <laughs> and some hot drawings of hot Michael with his um, hot thighs mm. I looked at him the other day again weirdly like, I was like, <laughs> like he went back yes. to like that's literally what I did bank. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like going through my phone and I was like mm, hot Michael <laughs> and then I sort of zoomed in on his face and I almost put it on the Instagram being like let's just revisit hot Michael again <laughs> and then I thought this is kind of weird and, and overly sexual and, like, no one else wants to revisit Hot Michael, the drawing from nine, 1885 or whatever. I would have double-tapped Well, I just didn't know. It was, yeah. it was a little bit, like, out of the ordinary. And I was yeah. like, maybe Josie would not appreciate this. But you would have. I love Hot Michael. I'm going to do it as soon as we finish do this it. episode. <laughs> a Hot Michael Friday, that's what I'll do. Um, what's it called? Throwback Thursday to 1880. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Do you think we should make like hot, like ye olde person Fridays and just like, like Ned Kelly was a bit of a looker. Yeah. So was Joe Byrne, who's another Ned Kelly person. What about like young Harold Holt? Mm. Oh, <laughs> old Harold Holt. Like sort of honest. stale, hot men <laughs> connected somewhat to murders okay. and crimes. Mm. But not Done. criminals. Oh, well, well Ned like, Kelly, yes, Ted Bundy. Hot, no. cool criminals, yeah. not like. Not Ted Not like stabby, violent criminals. Ned Kelly is so misunderstood. I mean, I cannot wait for us to do this episode, which we will eventually do, and I feel like maybe it should be a joint one. Right, okay. Well, I just think (laughs) it's so much to unpack. It's going to have to go over two episodes. Yes, okay. We're both very invested in the Ned Kelly issues. Yes. Um, And I just think (laughs) we both should be allowed the privilege yeah to cover it <laughs> okay maybe we do a big two-part bumper special hell yeah maybe the finale can be this yes, two-part Ned Kelly this. bumper fucking getting into it all apologetic yes if you don't like Ned Kelly and you're gonna come here and tell me he was a horrible person and be fuck triggered you. go away don't no. listen to the finale I don't care if we lose 50% of our audience <laughs> <laughs> Ned Kelly was a sexy babe yeah Robin Hood helped all the poor people yeah Read the fucking jewelry letter. It's sexy as fuck. <laughs> I swear you bring that up every week. <laughs> every week. I'm like just talking about the jewelry letter for no reason. Anyway, it has nothing to do with this. Far lap credits. Courier Mail, Brisbane, 19th of September, 1936. Mm-hmm. No person who wrote it because apparently journalists didn't deserve to be credited no. back then. The Argus, 7th of April, 1932. Uh... The Herald Sun, October 24, 2006, also no credit. Whoa, 2006 though. Yeah. And the City Morning Herald, October 31, 2011, no credit. So. We tried. We tried, but I mean, talk to your own fucking newspaper because they're not crediting you. Yeah. Person born in like 1885 <laughs> writing for the Argus. <laughs> ghost of journalist. <laughs> ghost of journalist for the Argus. I think you need to go and like talk Port some the shit ghost to your editor. old editor. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't credit <laughs> me. Anyway, I don't know why he's talking like that. Whatever. So, sweet Farlap, 
I really think there's some American listeners that are like, what the fuck is a Farlap? No, <laughs> he went to America. The Americans will know about Farlap. Okay. Oh, Farlap is a horse. My yeah. God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> We're just going Farlap, Farlap, Farlap. Like, is this a weird Australian animal? Like the drop bear? <laughs> Technically, it was an animal, but not weird. And he's also normal. not Australian. There's so many shockers here. Oh. He's from. Glenelg. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's not from Glenelg. I wish he was from Glenelg. Um, and he's not from Glenelg. Why is this already so bad shit? Where's he from? I even started. Okay, he was born on the 4th of October 1926. Yep. In Seadown, which is near Timaru in the South Island of New Zealand. So New it's Zealand. Like, yeah, he's a New Zealand baby. So he was born, it's like just down from Christchurch on the right side of the South Island. That was some great geographical <laughs> bell. That was like No, real... I pictured it. I yeah, it. no. I was like. That was good. Australia is harder. This is, I stand by this. Australia is far harder to um, like do ge- geography around. There's just a lot of space. Yeah. And not a lot of like touch points to help no. you. But New Zealand is great. It's little. It's compact. Two islands. Yeah. Bang, bang, boom. You got Auckland, fucking <laughs> Rotorua, Christchurch and Wellington. There you There it is. Thingies. I love New Zealand, by the way. Hi to any New Zealand we listeners. We love New Zealand. I got pineapple lumps chocolate yesterday. Yeah. It was delicious. And then I offered them to somebody else in the office and Josie goes, <laughs> where the fuck did you offer buy pineapple lumps? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hard. You know when someone says they like something and then you think that you can just offer willy-nilly things? It's, I didn't it's mind. She only took one square. Yeah. She's a very polite Rachel, she's a lovely person, so she actually yeah. um, was nice about it. She, <laughs> she didn't was go like, and take kind of line. Why of your... <laughs> did you offer that? It wasn't yours to offer. <laughs> it's like it's like saying you can have a bite of Josie's sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take Josie's whole lunch. She won't mind. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so Farlap was a chestnut gelding. Mm. Chestnut is just that it is a brown horse. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Gelding. I did look up. Is Cast- that? Castrated yeah. horse. <laughs> Just pointed at my his balls off. Balls. So he had no balls. They actually do this. It's the same reason they do it in dogs is that it makes them quieter and more better behaved apparently, right. which I stand by because Millie got her ovaries ripped out. Oh, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but like, she's fine. <laughs> they didn't rip them out. They did it nicely. A well done surgery. A nice little tie of the ovaries. Yeah. And she I calmed mean, down. Well, she sort of did, and then she went crazy again. So, I mean, maybe it, it doesn't work. But, <laughs> and she's still a psychopath, but she's, like, a slightly less of a psychopath. Young. Well, I mean, she ripped my dress the other day and I had to get changed. Mm, I told you this is when I was yeah. late. <laughs> I was, like, literally about to walk out. She's <laughs> grabbed onto the bottom, pulled, and I was like, fucking. No. Anyway, I'm fine. I'm fine about it. <laughs> I'm fine about it. Um, so, yeah, so he's, a, he's got no balls. Mm. He was sired, and I... I looked into what this means. So he was sired by Night Raid from Entreaty by Winky. So Night Raid, <laughs> Night Raid is another horse. They're, these are both horses. That's his dad, right? Yeah, that's his dad. He was like a really good thoroughbred horse. Mm-hmm. Um, Entreaty sounded kind of shit, like a really shit horse. Because mm. um, she had like seven other horses by different dads. What a slut. Oh, my God. Slutty horse. <laughs> Slutty horse. <laughs> Slutting around. Are we allowed all... to slut shame a horse? I, I'm slut shaming her. I think it's okay. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know who Winky is. Winky is a... <laughs> That's a bit of a slutty name, but that's not her name. No, her name's Entreaty. That's right. a sexy name. Entreaty by Winky. Maybe her whole name is Entreaty by Winky. That's... It's weird. <laughs> Who came up it's like with a, that? It's like a perfume name. <laughs> Entreaty by Winky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
whatever. I don't know and I don't care. But the side thing is so weird because, like, it doesn't even explain why they say that because it just – when I clicked on it in Wikipedia, it took mm. me to this thing about royalty shit and formal addresses. So it's like, why are we – just – this is the thing with horse racing and all yeah. things, all, all niche areas. Yeah. Just use normal words. Don't have your own lingo ever. Your own just lingo is what confuses Farlap's me. Farlap's dad was Night Raid. Farlap's mum was entreated by Winky. Maybe leave the by Winky out. By Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just exactly. be normal. Just don't be normal. have lingo because that makes it hard for podcasters who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. To sound smart. And we just sound confused. All the time. And then people give us bad reviews and it's like, bitch, you try and do this. Yeah. That's what I would when like to say. you have another job and you're juggling the rest of your life. And you're, and you're raising a baby in your stomach <laughs> and also clicking on science to see what it means. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, so he, um, all the other, all of his siblings were shit. Right. So he wasn't he was really a, a good child. get. No, well, this oh. thing, he wasn't a good get in the beginning. So um, basically uh, I'm jumping ahead here, which is going to confuse me in a minute. But uh, this guy, Harry Telford, this Sydney guy who was a trainer, mm-hmm. Convince this American businessman, David J. Davis. <laughs> David is Davis is a made-up name. <laughs> David, and the, J, the J doesn't sound stand for anything. It's, it's just like, there. Hmm, David Davis doesn't sound believable. I'm just going to whack an initial in there. <laughs> David J. Work. Davis. I'll buy that. That's a legit name. <laughs> that, that sounds proper. People That's will respect so me. his name. No, he's probably a dodgy dude. But, mm-hmm. I mean, not that I found out because he oh my bought a paper. I know. <laughs> Take a photo. It looks like you're going to wallpaper the studio with your research after you're finished. Um, <laughs> I have to hold this up because I've got to come back to notes on here. <laughs> um, oh so God. David J. Davis buys Farlap at the behest, behest? Yes. yes, of Harry Telford. Mm. Um, and Telford's brother Hugh lived in New Zealand Um and he said to him, like, bid up to 190 guineas. I don't, guineas. Know, what, I don't know what a guinea is. It's a gold bullion type thing. <laughs> this is how long ago this was. I didn't think they would have guineas in the 20s, but here we are. No, I thought they had shillings and pence. They probably do as well. <laughs> I don't know. I did read something about What's how they used it in horse racing, but it's like, oh. why are you using your own fucking... <laughs> Like their own currency. Currency. <laughs> fuck. You've got all these stupid words and you're using and guineas. your own currency. Calm the fuck down. Maybe it was like a drinks token. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you put in a hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, and that that's you like a guinea. one guinea. <laughs> um, so this was in 1928 at the Trentum Yearling Sales and the horse, so his brother Hugh ended up getting him for just 160 guineas. Oh, a bargain. Yeah. So they all thought it was a great bargain until Farlap arrived in Australia. Mm. And he's sort of like, you know, in the big reveal, yep. he comes out. He's gangly. Oh. His face is covered in warts. No. And he had an awkward gait. Oh. He's a little awkward little fuckwit. Oh. Oh. It's like, it's sort of like I imagine like a sort of like a awkward teenage boy with yes. pimples, you know? Yes. He it's was like, like that in horse format. Yeah. Just like, like be nice to him. With like anyway. braces and like that oily yeah. hair. Oh, bless you, little awkward fuckwit. Teenage boys make me want to cry. I know. They're so uncomfortable. Ugh, they're just so deeply uncomfortable. Well, that's what Farlap was like. Was like, I get worried about having a boy because I just feel like my heart will break every single day. <laughs> just Between ages of room. 13 and 17. <laughs> they, just, they just stay in their room and play Xbox. It'll be fine. 
Oh, God, they stink too. Someone should have given Farlap an Xbox yeah. and let him sit around for a bit. Yeah. He would have had a better time of it because <laughs> Davis was actually really pissed, obviously, because he was like, what the fuck What's is this? this? Why did I buy naughty, it? Harry, naughty bullshit. the fuck have you done? <laughs> what <Warty> bullshit? <laughs> um, so then he got, he got so angry he refused to pay to train the horse. Oh. So Harry Telford is obviously like fuck. trying to like, yeah. you know, fix a shit pile essentially. Yes. Wrap a poo in Roll foil. Roll a turd in glitter. glitter? <laughs> we never know this. What is it? You polish a turd. Polish a polish turd, turd, turd. But you can roll it in glitter. Oh, okay. I thought it was just polish a turd. No, okay, let's They're do that. separate sayings. <laughs> Angie said it on The Bachelorette last Did night. Did she? Yeah. Um, so he's trying to, you know, back himself. So he yes. um, he actually hadn't been particularly successful as a trainer in the past. Harry. Yeah. And Davis was like one of his last remaining owners that right. he dealt with so he was like fuck this was I gotta placate chance, this guy yeah basically. so he did it for nothing right in exchange so, oh like unintentional brilliance mm. from Harry Telford here because I don't think he actually knew how this was gonna go yeah exchange for two-thirds share of any winnings oh my god oh my god oh, far lap this is like future Harry Telford <laughs> would have been like you fucking doing a jig, beautiful bitch. <laughs> you beautiful bitch, past Harry Telford. Oh my you God. fucking genius. This is basically like to put it in context for people that don't know anything about Philap. <laughs> this is like saying, "Oh, I'm gonna like train Roger Federer for free." Yes, but I'll get two thirds of his oh, winnings. <laughs> fuck yeah, that's what that is. Yes, I can't believe I used Federer instead of Nadal as an example. That my well, mom will kill me. Shit. Same kill shit. Me. Oh yeah, not for Family you, fame. tennis person. <laughs> um, speaking of, I'll tell you about his name. Mm. He's a horse. I hope everyone's figured that out by now. Yeah, they didn't cut the balls <laughs> off a tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an Australian tennis to make player. Make him play better. They also didn't buy a tennis player for <laughs> sixty guineas. Maybe that would calm like Nick Kyrgios down if they cut his balls off. Probably. Maybe in a gelding. Yeah. He's just suddenly just really serene. <laughs> just like yeah. zen. <laughs> zen and focused and not throwing rackets around. <laughs> um, so Farlap means sky flash. It's derived from a Zhang and Thai word. Um, and apparently more recently the Museum of Victoria um, were I don't know if they commissioned this woman to look into it or if she just worked for them but Aubrey Ping she was a medical student at the University of Sydney um, came up with a suggestion that um, that this was where it came from because um, oh Aubrey is a boy (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I don't know why I think Aubrey is a girl's name Aubrey I've never heard it as a boy's name Aubrey Plaza yeah that's a woman. Yes. That's why you're But confused. sometimes names, yeah, <laughs> they can be men's as well, which is, I should have known that. So he knew the word from his father, who was a Zhang-speaking Chinese immigrant. Um, what the fuck? Why does that have anything to do with anything? Anyway, whatever. The name Far Life, that's where it comes from. <laughs> so <laughs> I just don't know why they've just decided this guy. Sky Flash. Yes, Sky Flash. People also called him Wonder Horse, Red Terror, Bobby. <laughs> and big red <laughs> so he was like a reddy brown yeah chestnut yeah yeah mm-hmm. like a ranger but not really like auburn yeah beautiful beautiful color beautiful with, apart from bobby doesn't make any sense <laughs> i can put this piece of note down oh, now it's great. moving on to page two um yep yeah, so okay so where we're at now mm. is that the horse is now in australia yep and Harry's, davis is shitty yep harry has unbeknownst to 
him himself made self, the deal of a made fucking the deal lifetime. Of a lifetime exactly um and he's training the horse so um he, Farlap starts out kind of average. He doesn't, mm. he doesn't immediately show like promise. Got an awkward gait. Yeah. Uh, he finishes his first race and then doesn't place for three more. So I think the first one he just like finished it as in he didn't like collapse and yeah. not finish it. <laughs> but then in the other three he doesn't really do any better. He just doesn't place. Right. He, he finishes again. Yep. Nothing good. But then on the 27th of April, 1929, at the Maiden Juvenile Handicap at Rose Hill, which sounds like literally the bottom level of racing that yeah. you could probably do. Um, he, uh, oh, oh, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've written all this information, like written by Jack Baker of Armadale, a 17-year-old apprentice. And I'm like, who cares? What happened? He won. He fucking won. He fucking won, bitch. So just basically, play, like, didn't place, didn't place, didn't place, didn't place. Won. Yeah, but. It was the maiden juvenile handicap, right. whatever that is. Um, and so I think the reason, and I've read a lot of things about the reason why Farlap was so like loved in Australia and why everyone's like, ah, oh, Farlap, mm. is because he actually was such an underdog, like not only with the warts and the gangliness oh. and the like cheapness of him yes. and that no one, wanted him, no one wanted him. He was also, he grew to be quite big. So he actually ended up being 1.74 metres tall mm. and it said he had a weight handicap. Mm. Basically it was fat. Because he's a big fat horse. And you know big this because of the heart, his heart. Yeah, is well, I haven't wanted to say it. Oh, you can say it. That's the reason he was so good, right? Because uh, it was abnormally large. I mean, yes, and <clears throat> I don't think they even know. Oh. Like, that is part. I, I think in the end, his size did help because he's quite muscly. Yeah. And in a few of the races that I read about, he would start out shit. Yeah. And then, like, do this like fucking mental like finish where he would just overtake. He Come in one from race, the clouds, as my pop would yeah, have said. <laughs> he, well, in one race he was like second last, and then he wins oh. by like lengths, which right. means he wins by like whole horse lengths. I think. Can I just say something which might be inappropriate? Are you going to say that I sounded really like horse knowledgeable then? No, I was going to oh. say he had like a horse glow up, like oh. <laughs> he became a sexy horse. <laughs> I'm not horny over Farlap, I promise. <laughs> Like, I'm kind of horny of a father. He became now, like yeah. the sexy Michael. If I was a horse, horse I'd want to fuck world. him. He, he got muscly. Sexy and, like, Michael of the he horse He was just so big. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He went from being like gangly and warty yeah, to like, to like hello. I'm father. I'm father. In my mind, the warts disappeared as well. So he just became I really handsome did. and muscly. He's really handsome. Like pictures of him, he looks really good. And he doesn't. <laughs> He's so creepy. Be in throwback hottie Thursday. Oh my god, let's do it. <laughs> throwback hottie Thursday. Far lap. <laughs> I'm doing it. Fuck it. I'm not saying I want to fuck a horse. I'm saying if you were a female horse, you'd, you'd want to fuck it. the horse. And he's fucking successful. Yeah. And hot. And he's an underdog that made it good. So he'd probably have a really good attitude. Yeah, he wouldn't be like <laughs> so far up himself. Yeah, he'd, he'd he be had like to really fight nice. for his success. Probably be really like shy. About yeah, it. down mm. to earth. Oh, hot. <laughs> so after that win, mm. he doesn't race for several months, but he's then entered into a series of races in which he moves up in a class. Mm -hmm. He takes second at the Chelmsford Stakes at Randwick on the 14th of September 1929. Mm -hmm. and That's this is my birthday. Well, oh. I'm not 1929, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but still, a nice note. Yeah. Um, and that's when the racing community starts respecting him. So yes. then that's when they're Everyone like... Everyone starts paying attention. Yeah. This is his glow up moment. Yeah. 
He then wins the Rose Hill Guineas by three lengths. Whoa. On the, yeah, on the 21st of September 1929. Um, and in the four years of his whole racing career... He wins 37 of 51 races he's entered into, which oh, is fucking mental, my God. including the Melbourne Cup, ridden by Jim Pike in 1930. Melbourne Cup being the biggest, just for our yes. non Yes, oh, my God, Australian fuck yeah. Listeners. You're doing so much better than me. At um, I just noticed a lot of um, American and Canadian and people joining the group. Yeah. So I'm just giving them some context. It's like the Kentucky Derby or Derby or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. It's the big biggest. One. Yeah. It's literally a public holiday in Melbourne for this race. Yeah. And all the best horses go into it. So yeah. The race that stops a nation. <laughs> as they like to say in every ad <laughs> yeah. for the end of time. Yeah. Um, so in that year and in 1931, so 30 and 31, oh. he wins 14 races in a row. Whoa. So... So he's just an overachiever at this point. Yeah, he's just like, fuck, fuck. you, anyone that didn't believe in me. Yes. Davis, David P. Davis, yeah, whatever your name David is. David J. Davis. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Meanwhile, Harry Telford is just oh, Harry is naked, like, rolling yeah. in money, <laughs> rolling in giddies. He's just like, I am fucking. He's just playing that like P.I.M.P. song in the <laughs> <Yeah>. back. Um, <clears throat> In 1929, an old-timey <laughs> version of it. Um, I don't know what you heard about me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just sang that. Like, <laughs> Motherfucking P-A-M-P. <laughs> um, anyway, and in the races he didn't win, he mm. actually comes second twice, beaten by a short head and neck. So and not lengths. No one could beat him by legs. Yes. And then he had one shitty year in 1931, the Melbourne Cup, he finished eighth, but we're not going to talk about it. Let's just not focus on it. Embarrassing. (laughs) He had a GWS Giants moment. (laughs) It's fine. Let's ignore that. (laughs) Uh, There was all this boring info about the weight of the jockey Mm, and like, no one cares. Although I do find that so interesting. Oh yeah. They're all like 62 kilograms. And they go and like do saunas Mm -hmm. and like basically... Turn themselves into human raisins. Yes. yes. <laughs> Do you know what I only just realized in mm. my last, like, I've rewatched it that many times? You know, the races episode of Kath and Kim? Yes. Yeah. You know, when, how um, Jane Turner plays. Yes. Jo- <laughs> I didn't know it was her. I thought it was just this strange man with this very weird voice. And I was like, you're like, oh my God. I was like, oh, Kath. fuck, that's Kath. And Kate goes, yeah, obviously. And I was like, like I always uh, thought that was oh, a sort yeah, of strange I knew, man. But then I just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a zesty aside um so anyway blah 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 around this time by after mm. all these wins and that the three one and that one loss which we're not going to talk about the three elise that telford had on farlap ends oh no no it's fine but oh. by this point he's so fucking rich yes. from his two-thirds money <laughs> that he he actually ends up joint owning farlap with davis he basically oh, right. makes a deal and davis must be like kind of a decent dude and being like yeah, yeah, look fair, dude. Because like, then he's getting more. Because oh, yeah. thir- he was only getting a third before. Exactly. And so now, now he's he'd like, be getting half. Deal. Um, but they had a disagreement. Davis wanted to ship the horse to America. Mm. And Telford didn't want to do that. He just didn't want to go, I think. I, didn't th- I don't think he had so many issues with, like, going over there. I think he just was like, oh, I don't want to go to America. Yeah. Um, and, and also, it's a bit of a gamble to, like, yeah. ship a horse that far. Yeah. Away. In the 30s. In the 30s. For sure. Literally on a ship. Yeah. And also, like, it's not like, I guess, now where you just fly to America. Like, mm-hmm. he would never see his family again. He'd be yeah. like, like, not Farlap, obviously. <laughs> Farlap <laughs> would never see. Farlap's fine. Um, like Black Knight Flash. Night, night called. Crawler. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Gucky. Gucky by Gucky. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to get that reference to the James Franco video, but but that's okay. Oh, well, that video is funny. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so I think basically Telford was just like, I don't want to go over there. Yes. And American Davis was like, Fine about it. To. Yeah, exactly. So this is when Tommy Woodcock comes into play, which is his strapper. So I read some stuff where Tommy was working with Firelap before this anyway. I don't really know what a strapper is and I didn't Google it, but he ends up being basically Firelap's little human bestie. It's like he's, he's just it's always the with the horse. person that like looks after them. Yeah. Does all the brushing and the combing and the feeding training and, and stuff. The yeah. Training and the yeah. walking them around. You know, when you go to the races and they're walking oh, around. Yeah. Like the jockey doesn't do any of that. No. He just comes in for the, the race. Yeah. The glory. It's the person that really hangs out with the horse. Yeah. And so I think maybe he was already working with Farlap and then he got hired by Davis to go to America with Farlap. Right. So Farlap gets shipped by boat to the Agua oh. Caliente racetrack near Tijuana in Mexico mm-hmm. to compete in the Agua Caliente Handicap, which was offering the largest prize money ever offered in North American oh. racing at the time. And he wins in track record time, oh, baby. Even after that long journey. Yeah. God, what a so trooper. He comes through. I can't do anything after a long journey. Smashes it. Yep, exactly. Mm. He would have been jet lagged. <laughs> Ship lagged. Ship lagged. He would have been dehydrated. Yep, he'd need a lot of moisturizers. <laughs> um, and then that's kind of really the end of his racing. Mm-hmm. He's rolled out a few times for racetrack appearances, but he's basically like. Was he in America hot shit. now? Mm hmm. But then it goes bad. So on early on the 5th of April, 1932, Tommy Woodcock finds Farlap in severe pain and with a high temperature. I know. Within a few hours, he's hemorrhaged to death. No! And the Argus from the 7th of April, 1932, had this written down about how he died. Farlap, the champion Australian racecourse, was stricken this morning by symptoms of colic, which developed rapidly so rapidly that veterinary surgeons were unable to counteract the illness. And it goes on to say that Tommy Woodcock was so overcome with emotion that he threw his arms around Farlap's neck and had to be dragged away by friends. No, okay. I knew you were going to cry. That's what I knew you were going to cry. That's what I thought you were going to cry. Can we have a cry break? Isn't it upsetting? It's so sad. It's his little bestie. <laughs> oh, my God, Josie's like... It's not even like a, a, a welling up of the eyes. It's an, there's actual tissues that to move her glasses. I had to move up. my glasses because they steam up. I'm used to this. <laughs> Take them off. Oh, I know. So I know. Um, so an autopsy revealed that the horse's stomach and intestines were inflamed. Blame was initially placed on some green feed that was apparently upsetting his tummy a few weeks beforehand. Mm. But was that the case? So let's go into theories. It absolutely wasn't. No, of course not. Number one, poisoning. Of course. Of course. A lot of people take the inflamed intestines to indicate that he was poisoned. Mm -hmm. So in 2006, Australian synchrotron research, sounds fake, scientists, (laughs) said it was almost certain Farlap was poisoned with a large single dose of arsenic in the (gasps) hours before he died. Uh Uh-huh. Who the fuck does that? I know. Well, perhaps supporting the theory that Farlap was killed on the order of US gangsters who feared the Melbourne Cup winning champion would inflict big losses on their illegal bookmakers. Mm. Mm. And then 
On the 19th of June 2008, Melbourne Museum released the findings of a forensic investigation conducted by Ivan Kempson from the Uni of South Australia and Dermot Henry from the Natural Science Collections at Museum of Victoria. Mm. They analysed his hairs to see if arsenic was present. Oh. And they discovered that in the 30 to 40 hours before his death, the horse had ingested a massive dose of arsenic. No. It says, quote, we can't speculate where the arsenic came from, but it was easily accessible at the time. That's what Henry said. Oh, my God. So there's no actual evidence of criminal involvement existing because obviously it was the 30s and it's a horse. So, yes. you know. But, smart. like, where would he have got a huge dose of arsenic from? Well, yeah. Well, no, there's other things to come. Oh. Okay. I mean, yes, but... You'd be surprised. Okay. But in terms of criminal involvement, there actually were a couple of incidences that happened to file up before oh, this time. To and more attempts on his yeah. life. Yeah. So he was, obviously, he mm. was winning all the time. Mm-hmm. He was kind of had a target on his butt. Yeah. Butt, back. Because he doesn't know how back is sort of his little ass. He has a back. That's well, he has the jockey sits. I know, but the ass is the bit that's <laughs> oh, like yeah. facing someone. <laughs> He's got a big target on his big Fat ass because he's fat. He's big muscular <laughs> behind. Yeah. So his powerful glute. His powerful glute has a target on it. <laughs> his gluteus maximus. Very. I'm, I'm imagining how muscle it is, and yeah. it's grossing me out a bit. It's not that I'm like sexually attracted to the horse. It's just a very horse asses are very muscly. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Mm. It's alarming. Anyway. <laughs> We sound really like turned on by the horse and we're really not, guys. We're not gross. We're not like bestiality people. I just meant like good for him. Yeah. You know? He came from war. Hell yeah. And an awkward gate to being like the Brad Pitt of the horse world. Exactly. Um, So on Saturday, the 1st of November, 1930, after he'd finished a little bit of track work, so I guess that's like kind of walking around the track. That would have been just before the Melbourne Cup. Uh Uh-huh. That he won. Two attacks on his life. What? Two. A truck tries to run him what? over. Yeah. Oh and Tommy God. Woodcock was like walking him across a road and this truck just like comes out of Fuck. nowhere. And Tommy said that he like basically got Farlap up against the fence on his side and then stood in front of him and the truck literally just passed him. Like grazed him. Yeah. That's Shit. how close it, the call it was. And he saved his baby. He saved his life. He I love his Tommy baby. Woodcock. I love And he's hot. I was going to say. Tommy's hot. He's hot. Just because he's so nice. To he gets animals. to go into our hot hall of fame. Yes, Tommy Woodcock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at this, I, I'm assuming this was the same day because there was no differentiation. But then another car comes along oh. and tries to shoot Farla. Shoot! Mm-hmm. Oh I love how like shocked you are at every single part of this story. <laughs> I just can't believe people do this to us. Well, it's a, your money. Just minding his own business. I know. And he's sweet. He's a sweet large angel. Uh, he's portly. Warts. A portly baby. What's at all? I know. So this car, and they don't aim for his like heart or his head they aim for his legs Legs, Mm -hmm. yeah so it was clear basically tommy said in an interview that i don't know where it's from oh (laughs) news.com.au has a quote here but they don't say where it's from um (laughs) it's from the 80s so this is right before tommy died okay Um, it says quote they didn't aim at his head but down low at his feet trying to cripple him the the shot hit the ground a yard in front of him which isn't very far a yard is like we know from rex gilroy that that's pretty close (laughs) Thank you, Rex Gilroy. Thanks, Rex. I can't believe people. I know. But I, I get it because, you know, the 30s gambling, racketeering. Yes, gangsters, underbelly, They just squizzy, need to get the fizzies, horse. Fizzies, revenge. Fizzies, revenge. <laughs> fizzies out here. 
<laughs> trying to busy just trying to make a living. <laughs> Um, and so there were also heaps of rumours of ongoing gangster activity around racketeering and gambling. Like racketeering means a lot of things, but essentially in gambling, I think it's Didn't just rigging once it. once asked Heno what it meant? We I did. think so. It and means a lot of things. And I've forgotten. Yeah. But when I Google it, it meant everything from like kidnapping to yes. like bribery to, it was basically just it's a basically sort of catch-all word. It's blanket word for just being a dodgy cunt. Yeah, exactly. Racketeering, <laughs> the blanket word for being a dodgy cunt. Um, so this extended from Australia all the way to America and Mexico. This gangster And this network. is when shit gets really fun. So you know how I told you before we did this that I think I've solved the far yes. mystery. history? This is insane to me, but, and to be fair, news.com.au, that article I just referenced, mm. they do reference this interview with Tommy Woodcock mm-hmm. from the 30s. Mm. But then this whole other article was like, so Tommy's a bit, like, I love him, but he is a little bit erratic. Like, he kind of mm. – I'm about to tell you – I'm about to do a big, long story that he told the Courier-Mail in Brisbane on the 19th of September 1936. Right. Um, and it was his first interview. It's This is a few years after mm. Farlap dies. And it's his first big interview. Yeah. Um, and he's really spicy. Yeah. <laughs> but then in the 80s, he kind of does this about turn right. and does another interview that I'll go into later mm. on a different theory. Okay that contradicts all of this, but they obviously hadn't seen this and they were like, you know, we have to go with his theory. And it's right. like, but he but had he's already theory, said all of this bitch. stuff. Yeah. Do your fucking research. I know I did. I fucking went back if to you were interviewing Tommy. You'd be like, now Tommy, can I present this interview from 50 years ago? <laughs> Boom. Boom. And then you'd frighten <laughs> him and he'd have a heart attack <laughs> and he'd die and we wouldn't get the interview. So in 1936, Tommy Woodcock 100% believed Farlap was poisoned. Mm-hmm. He says, quote, I knew in my heart that Bobby was poisoned. He called him Bobby and had a fair idea of the perpetrator. But what was the use? Menlo Park, where Farlap died, was inundated with analysts, inquiry agents, police, photographers and pressmen. I realised that to voice my suspicions would involve me in endless trouble and nothing could bring back my big baby to me. No. His big baby. It's a bit weird, but I love it. Oh. Oh, my God. I would kiss Farlap on the cheek every night. I was just going to say, you know how you're like, it's a bit weird, but you love it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Julian holds Leroy and like, he gives him like a little kiss, but I'm like, is it weird? Or no, I kiss nice? my dog on the mouth all the time. It's like quite a tender, nice kiss. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. oh, you're like, <laughs> you're like too tender. I'm like, mm, save those tender kisses for me. And you're like human child, not this Burmese cat. No, I always kiss Millie but on the face. But it's quite nice. It's so cute. I always kiss her on the little face and I get scared she's going to bite my nose off, but she doesn't. No. Today we so Just I got sent. Dress. I know we got. I got sent yesterday. I forgot to tell you this because it's very at the very end of the day. I got sent a little um, bathrobe for her. Oh my god! And it says Millie Moo on the back. Front, you know, Frontline, like the dog um, yes, tablet yeah, company. Yeah. They sent it to her. Oh my! And I was god. dying. And we put it on her this morning. She fucking hated it. Oh. I'll put a photo in the group. And she's just standing there. She looks like a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> Like she looks really unsure, but we could pick her up and she just let us do everything yeah, to her because she, she hated floppy. it. And like then she tried to bite it. Mum put one of those thunder shirts on Richard, her cat. Aww. They're supposed to like calm anxiety when there's storms. Yeah. He hates storms because he got caught out in a storm once. Aww. And then when he came back, he'd lost the vision in his eye. Oh, and no. He was like trapped under a house for three days. And Aww, now he hates storms. Richard. He can predict them coming. I've seen him do it. Wow. Um, anyway, we put the thunder shirt on him and he went so floppy that he just like rolled off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like too it's calm, like... Richard, too calm. <laughs> so mum took it back. <laughs> Bless Richard. Um, so yeah, so basically he says he knows 
he has a fair idea who right, did who it, but he doesn't want to baby say anything. Every night. Yeah, his big, big, fat baby. <laughs> um, and they used to be really careful with his feed and water. He says every precaution was taken for the champion's safety. The only feed used was that brought from New Zealand, and I had water brought from Mexican Springs in five-gallon oh, wow. jars. You need to calm down a bit. <laughs> um, it cost a dollar a bottle, which is a lot back then, yeah. I'm sure. And the horse never tasted a drop before one member of our party tested it. So they're literally oh, drinking like his the fucking royals. water. And they calmed down about this horse. I mean, obviously they shouldn't have calmed down about yeah. the horse, but like mm. it was a little bit much. I feel like Tommy was a, got a bit weird. Like he was living because he actually slept a few metres away from Farlap every night. Yeah, okay. Because this is about the time when they were worried about it. Yeah. So maybe, there. yeah, got a bit codependent on the mm. horse, I think. Um, anyway, so then I'm not going to quote him anymore because it gets really boring, but I'll just, like I've done a Cliff's Notes version of okay. the story. But just know everyone. This is all his in, words. Yeah, and I'll put the link in. You can read the whole thing if you want to because it is kind of interesting, but he kind of rambles on a bit in that 1930s-y way. That you know? old-timey, yeah. oh, yes, I'll tell you. Exactly like yeah. that. So he talks about this flashy-dressed person, <laughs> he says. Oh, my um, God. And he asks people who this guy is. Yeah, yeah. real PIMP areas. <laughs> and he's like, who's this fuckwit? Mm-hmm. And people are like, they called him the Brazilian, which oh my is God, the best course. name yeah. for an assassin. Yeah. Um, and he was a known killer, apparently. No. Well, a known killer to people, you know, it was gossip, you know. Right. Um, allegedly part of a racketeering gang. So obviously Tommy's a bit sus on this guy. Of course. But he sees this guy and is like, whatever. And then he goes to the Mexico, the Mexico race, the, the mm-hmm. Agua Caliente. Mm-hmm. Agua Caliente. Agua means water. So. And Caliente means hot. Oh. Hot it? water. Hot water. I think so. Agua or Caliente. Spicy? Spicy water. Spicy water. Spicy water race. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, okay, so at the spicy water race, Mm. he sees him again. No, go away, Brazilian. And then he sees him in Menlo Park, and Menlo Park is in America. So he's just hanging around. Well, that's that's a big distance. He's following Farlap because the Agua Caliente is in Tijuana. Yeah. And then Menlo Park, I'm fairly sure they don't really specify, and I didn't Google it, but I'm just in California. <laughs> Where did you get that from? I know. I just decided it was California because Tijuana is near California. Right. Texas, also on the border of Mexico. Um, could New also, Mexico? It could be New Mexico <laughs> as well. Could be maybe Arizona, not mm. sure. Unsure mm. about that. I'm pretty sure Arizona is because I went to Tombstone and Tombstone's very close to the border. So there's that. Facts only over mm-hmm. here. I'm dying um, to know where Menlo Park is. Well, should we Google it? Let's Google it. I don't even know if it would be a real place anymore. Menlo Park. M-E-N-L-O. It is in California. It's a city. Hell yeah. It's a whole city in California. There you go. So It's see? near uh, San Francisco. Beautiful. So that's quite far away. Yes, it is far away. So it's weird that he's showing up again. It's not like it's in San Diego, which is right near Exactly. Mexico. It's not like he, that he could have lived there and oh, he just yeah. went for the race. Mm. And that's not illegal. Mm-mm. The Brazilian's allowed to go down. To see the spicy water race. Of course he If is. he wants to. But to go that far is, is very weird. suspicious. It is. And this is a few days before Farlap dies. So no. He sees him. Mm-hmm. So then Tommy's sus. So he says he never left Farlap's side except when he when Farlap was out exercising. Right. And so that kind of, he insinuates that's how the poisoning happened. Right. Right. Uh, and then after Farlap dies, he actually runs into the Brazilian again did he fucking try and punch Accidentally, him? Accidentally, yeah. So he, he gets really angry. And then the Brazilian full-on threatens him. 
he says. And the parting words were, quote, I would have drilled you the night I fixed Farlap if you'd wakened. So he's basically said that the Brazilian has told him that he killed Farlap in the night when Tommy was sleeping. And he's like saying, if you woke up, I would have shot you. Right. Um, But it is weird because in... um, So he is saying... That well, he yeah, this knows all, it's this Brazilian man. That I, this is in the in 1936. Yes. He's saying that he knows it's the Brazilian. But mm. so there's all of that. Yeah. But there's not a lot of evidence for that. It's just Tommy's word from also, 1936. Also, we don't know what this Brazilian's name is. No, we don't know anything about anything him. About it. Not one piece of information. Mm. And I could not find a single shred of information. If you do, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> if you do a quick Google and you find out who <laughs> the, Brazilian the Brazilian is. His name is Henry Robinson. <laughs> Henry <laughs> Robinson. Such a Brazilian <laughs> name. Classic. Uh, all, all those Brazilians call Henry <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> okay, so second theory, mm-hmm. accidental poisoning. Mm-mm. So Sydney vet Percy Sykes, don't know where this even comes from, Mm-hmm. believed deliberate poisoning did not cause the death. He said, quote, in those days, arsenic was c- quite a common tonic, usually given in the form of a solution called Fowler's solution. And he suggests that this was the cause of the high levels. It was so common that I reckon 90% of horses had arsenic in their system. And to back this up, Harry Telford, mm. there's a tonic book on display in the Museum of Victoria, Melbourne. If mm. anyone wants to go there and take photos of it, please do. Yes, really sad I decided do to do this after I went to Melbourne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could have just gone and seen it myself. Um, so he had a tonic book and it's on display there. And one of the recipes for a general tonic has a main ingredient of arsenic and has written below it a great tonic for all horses. Harry Telford has his tonic book. He always says like, give arsenic. horse a litre of arsenic. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's sick. <laughs> Shuckers. But. Yes. Am I allowed to weigh in or not? Oh, please weigh in. I don't, I don't buy that because Harry Telfer wasn't even fucking there. I know you're saying it's a common tonic. Yes. There was also a large amount, enough to kill one of the biggest horses in the world. Think about how much fucking arsenic that would be. Yes. A lot. Well, well. How do you accidentally give someone... Well, it wouldn't be so much that they accidentally over-toniced him. It would be that the tonic <laughs> was given to him for so long that eventually oh, so it's it built up like or some shit. systemic poisoning. I think so. Well, then it, this is where it gets all muddled and befuddled and mm. kerfuddled. I don't know. Kerfuffled? Kerfuffled. <laughs> <laughs> muddled, befuddled and kerfuffled is that Tommy Woodcock says on his deathbed in 1985... Ah. That he, the horse might have died from ingesting too much of one of the tonics. Mm-hmm. But then he also tells someone else in a quote that I don't... Oh, here it is. In October 2011, he told the Sydney Morning Herald... Wait, what? No. Fucking hell. No. <laughs> Tommy's dead at this point. Tommy's dead. In this article. And he comes to the editor as a ghost. <laughs> and he says, give your writers bylines. <laughs> Telling Number you. Number one. <laughs> um, no, they talked to a New Zealand physicist who unearthed an old Mercury interview with Tommy Woodcock. Right. That said he never gave the horse the tonic. Right. He said, quote, 
I adopted tactics to please Telford. I would take the bottle and would pour a quantity down oh. the drain each day so that he would think that I was carrying out his instructions. He said this in 1936. So he's he didn't saying, like tonic. He didn't he like the tonic. Mexican spice water. Exactly. That he tests himself. New Zealand grains. Before kissing the horse on the face a little <laughs> bit too sexually. <laughs> um, so it's kind of confusing. I mean, I suppose this is in 1936 that he says that he mm. poured the tonic down the drain. Mm-hmm. Then in 85, do we take deathbed Tommy as the truth? I like 1936 Tommy more than deathbed Tommy. But why would he lie on his deathbed? Isn't that the time where you come clean? But it's more like, did he get a bit old and senile, I suppose? Or did the Brazilian get to him? He was like lurking behind a yeah. <laughs> curtain like, in the hospital room. I'll make room. this like, death very you uncomfortable. fucking say that it's tonic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, tonic, it's tonic. Because <laughs> the Brazilian is still alive yes, and also the Brazilian's capable. immortal. <laughs> he never dies. Well, Henry Robinson never Henry dies. Henry Robinson. Um, so there's that. And the last theory, mm. the most boringest of theories, is gastro. <laughs> so in 2000, mm. so this is before the hair was tested. Yes. Oh, P.S. with the hair, yes. what I wanted to say. Remember yeah. how I told you how they tested his hair mm. for the arsenic and it was like in maybe 2011, maybe yeah. 2009, can't remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's how they deduced that he died. Of arsenic yes. poisoning. So then there was this whole theory that was thrown in because when they – because Farlap's skin, gross, is on display. Ooh. What? Yeah, his skin is on display somewhere. I don't remember. Is his skin or is he stuffed? No, no. So there's the heart in Canberra. Yeah. I think the skin is stuffed like a like a um, right. He's taxidermy. Like a, yes, right. Is in <laughs> Melbourne. Like, a, no. like skin hanging no. from a hook. No, no, no. His skin is <laughs> his skin is on a mannequin thing. Right. And then his bones are somewhere else as well. They, we love the horse. The horse. Let's, we could put it all back together I and then like an eyelash zombie it is in Adelaide. Yeah. One hoof is in <laughs> pretty <laughs> Darwin. Much. Pretty much. Let's just let him rest in peace I know. for fuck's sake. Let's just split up every part of his body. No, It's spread it around the country. But also I think if they left the, the bones and then the skin and then the heart, I would be like, is this horse going to come alive and become a zombie horse that oh, eats us all? Zombie demon horse. Yeah. Kind of in a, in a vibe for me. That. Like he'd um, appear when the Brazilian's on his deathbed, <laughs> like the hounds of hell, and just be like... <laughs> just puts his head like, around the corner of the hospital room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, so when they did that, mm. sorry. When um, they took his skin. Yeah. Well, no, the hair. Oh, the hair. So they tested the hairs and people were like, but taxidermy back in the day used a shit ton of arsenic. Apparently. I don't know why arsenic is this cure-all for everything, but apparently it was. <laughs> yeah, but in the old so times. It was like gumption, that, but yeah. 1936. Yeah. And, um, and then people were like, no, you can't test the hair. But they apparently tested like right down near where the blood, like the blood part, you know, the right. bit that comes, yes. like if you yep. pulled out of your yes. scalp, like you know what root. I'm saying? The root. Mm-hmm. And they said that the arsenic was in the blood. Right. So when I told you all of that, yeah. They thought about that problem. They had already thought of that. They already all But also it. what I wanted to point out, yes. which I've remembered, mm-hmm. was that they were pretty sure that it was 30 to 40 hours before his death, mm-hmm. which implies it was a sudden arsenic and not the continued tonic arsenic. Oh, yeah. So they're implying it was a sudden okay. large dosage. So it would have to be an accidental large tonic dosage, yeah, like which I don't believe. Someone misreads the <laughs> recipe. Like <laughs> it says one tablespoon of... 
arsenic and they put four liters in. Oh, no. That kind of thing. But also, if you were there Tommy, have to be a massive amount. If you were Tommy in 1936, yeah. you're not going to want to be like, well, yeah, I fucked up and yes, I gave so him too lying. much. <gasps> Tommy accidentally killed his Maybe. baby. <laughs> and that's why he was so upset. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. And that's why on his deathbed, he was actually coming clean-ish. Yeah. They say, oh, yeah, it might have been tonic. Okay, got to go, bye. Yeah. But, he and he made, but then he, he made up the it. whole Brazilian. That's a very elaborate totally story. totally made up. He's being racist. <laughs> But it's such an elaborate story. <laughs> like then, the, the Which Brazil- implies to me it's completely made up. He's like, okay. <laughs> How am I going to play this? Who's dodgy? They Brazilian. can't trace him. They don't know his name. Oh, my God. His Tracy, nickname is literally it. the Brazilian. It's not even like No Fingers Marco or something <laughs> with a name in it. It's no the Brazilian. Marco. You know what I mean? Yes. He made him up. Tommy did it. Oh, my God. I think we've solved it. Do you want to hear about gastro just for, like, boring sake? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. 2000 equine specialists say that two necropsies, 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 uh-huh. concluded that he died of duodendus proximal jejunitis and acute bacterial gastroenteritis. And back in the day, they didn't have – that disease had, didn't even exist. Right. So that's why they're saying it it, that's what it was. Um uh, but I don't. That's that's literally it. That's and so I don't. Boring. That's so boring. No, pass on that theory. Um, so Tommy's done it. <laughs> Tommy did it. I still love the idea. What was your theory when you said you'd solved it? I my theory was the Brazilian because a lot like Tommy's other, old interview. Yeah, because not a lot of people quote it. Mm. Um, and then it's not like he said a hundred percent it was the tonic in 1985. No. He's like maybe. Mm. I mean, I didn't do the mental put two and two together that you just did. I get what you're saying and the I Brazilian kind of... is Tommy. It's like Fight Club. Yeah, he is <laughs> Tommy. And I get that in 1936 he's not going to want to be like, yeah, I fucking accidentally poisoned the best horse in the world. Um, hire me as a strapper. Because <laughs> he went on to continue being a strapper. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but I also feel like... <laughs> I also feel like I just really love the theory about the gangsters and there's a yes. lot of reason why people wanted him dead. He'd been tried to, like, twice. I've tried yeah. to kill him already. According you know, to Tommy. Yeah. There was there was one. And you're not picking out what I'm putting down. According oh. to Tommy, there'd been attempts of his life. No, I'm pretty sure other people saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think that other people would have seen a car trying to like mow down a horse. Okay. I had sus on Tommy. Tommy. Mate, Tommy organized it. Tommy was driving the truck. <laughs> there were three Tommies? Three Tommies. There was a guy he dressed was a up as Tommy <laughs> covering the horse. There was a guy driving the car and a guy in the truck. Shooting. Three Tommies. Tommy is a triplet. <laughs> no, he never told anyone. Never. Ever. And when he died, the other two went into hiding and uh-huh. died secretly. And it was the stupid triplet that poisoned yeah. the horse. And it's a great theory. Um, <laughs> the only thing I wanted to say, I just love mafia shit. Yeah, I gangsters love mafia are fun. Shit. As much as I'd like to believe about the Brazilian, yeah. it's a wishy-washy theory. It's very wishy-washy, and it's only coming from Tommy at just, this point because I just it's really like so long it. ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's really. There, there could have been other people that saw the Brazilian, the flashy dressed Brazilian. Yeah. Well, look. It's ninety nine point nine nine percent that Tommy accidentally poisoned his no, own horse. I don't think he. I don't think he loved him. Well, now him. You, but you're just fucking backtracking but on your old theory. Him. He called him his baby. So he's that extra devastated. Imagine if you accidentally killed How Leroy. Could he accidentally, oh, fuck. 
I know. Don't say that. I'm not saying it. I don't want you to actually do it, but like <laughs> it can happen. Oh my God. I would never forgive Especially myself. Especially with arsenic tonics. I'm never giving you arsenic again. <laughs> <laughs> um, rest in peace, Tommy. You sorry, sweet angel. Tommy, that I Even if you did you do it, it was accidental. Sorry, we said you sexually kissed the horse. <laughs> we meant it endearingly. Um, and he really hot. You were really hot. I need to see a picture. I'm going to show you. Um, rest in peace, Farlap. Oh, Farlap. Sweet, sweet angel. Farlap. Innocent Farlap. And, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, mm. animals are pure. They are. He we didn't mean, be killing them. He didn't do anything wrong. People are cunts. They are. And, uh, you know... Rest in peace, maybe the Brazilian, if you're real. <laughs> um, rest in peace, Harry Telford, probably also dead. But do we want the Brazilian to rest in peace? Well, we don't know. Nasty? No, rest horribly. Haunted Hor- by the demon. Haunt, get horse. Fucking so haunted <laughs> by the demon horse. Um, and if you're in Melbourne, go and see the skin, go and see the bones. If you're Ugh. in Canberra, go see that heart. Yeah. Um, there's also a life-sized bronze statue at Flemington Racecourse in Melbourne, if anyone wants to go see that. Life-sized, giant. Huge. Um, And there's also um, Farlap Raceway in Washdyke in New Zealand, if you're from New Zealand. That's nice. Yeah, and there's also heaps of streets named after Farlap around (laughs) everywhere. Fucking everywhere. Australia, New Zealand, US. We love him. He's a hero. He's a hero of our times. That's the end. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.